Hello, hello, and welcome to Saddest Night Out. <sighs> My name is Roy, and I'm the host of this daily podcast, which is all about music and creative culture in London. Anyone who's anyone is probably in Brighton right now for what's known as the Great Escape. It's a music festival across lots of different music venues in the city, and it is geared primarily towards new music. So that's where all the cool kids are. So naturally, that's where I am not. I, I'm not. There's no interviews in this episode. It's going to be a live one. Uh, I have been thinking a lot about the episodes I've been recording recently. When I went to see Hatchie, Hatchie's great. I really like her music. And when you look at her bio, she studied music and music management, I believe. This is an artist who, to me, appears new and fully formed and a fantastic sound and already looks ready to take on the world stage. But what I don't know is what's gone on behind the scenes and how much work and effort has gone in to arrive at this finished product. And that is something that I very much take for granted. I definitely have been slipping on my own music. I've really enjoyed, I still enjoy, I am enjoying going out and talking to people for the podcast. I'm really enjoying getting to know more of the history about the venues. Because I know none of it, really. At least, at most, I know a very surface level about the history. So it's interesting to learn more about such things from the people who are often behind the history. Fun fact, in that Hatchie episode again, I spoke to Jamie... What's his name? Is it Jamie? Is it James? The person that films a lot of gigs. I'm sorry, names are starting to become a bit of a blur for me. But he talked about how he's seen... Sam Smith from the start. At his very first gig, there was Sam Smith, there was Laura Mvula, there was James Bay, and I was and I was just listening to George Ezra's podcast where he interviewed Sam Smith, and Sam Smith referenced that very same gig. He said it's his first gig ever. It was in Chiswick, and yeah, Laura Mvula, James Bay. How about that? I don't know if I said this in that episode, but I was talking to. I think it's Jamie. Jamie Jumping Sound. I'm going with Jamie. I was talking to him after we recorded our conversation. And I was saying how if you had memorabilia from a gig in the 60s or 70s and got it signed, that would be worth a lot of money now. But if you have footage from artists from their early days, I don't know what that would be worth. If anything, they'd try and get it taken down from the internet because, it's, I don't know, maybe it's unflattering or something or copyright. But it's an interesting shift in that dynamic. Because I would love to see footage of artists from their early days. And lucky for you listeners, if you are that way inclined, you get to hear footage. I don't know if that even makes sense. You get to hear audio of this artist in their most early stages. Well, I've been making music by myself for a very long time, just not to any real professional degree. So you get to hear me trying to rise through those ranks, getting to the point where I'd actually play this stuff to other people. Basically, I just realised how much work I need to put in. I don't know why. As soon as it comes to recording my own music on my PC, I will look for any and every reason to put it off and to procrastinate and think, oh, well, well, tomorrow I'll do it. Well, well, this and that got in the way, but tomorrow. It feels almost painful to make it a priority. I think it's because I've had so many instances of attempting to record something only for the finished product to underwhelm me. But you have to keep plugging away. The same goes... For, in, for emailing people that I want to get in touch with. 
I remember when I first started meeting people who were in some way important in regards to live music or the music industry, etc. And I said, oh yeah, here's my email address, keep in touch, etc. And then he'd send that message and hear nothing back. Now, I'm not saying this to denigrate, if that's the word, anyone that I have email, because I understand everyone has busy lives. Maybe your message gets lost amongst everyone's. But a part, the cynical part of me started thinking, ah, that's the polite way to essentially get rid of someone. If you say, here's my phone number, that's a bit personal. And to me, that would be a bit intimidating anyway. But if you say, here's my email address, it's so easy and almost polite to just ignore that. And then if you bump into them, be like, oh, I'm sorry, I never got the email. Hey, what's up? So I became a little disheartened about that approach. But how else are you going to rise through the ranks and meet people and make things happen? Also tonight, I'm going to the Lexington for white heat in the night because I'd really like to talk to Matty and Marcus, who are the DJs of that particular night. At least they were the last time I was there. And that's another place similar to the old Blue Last that always makes me feel intimidated and I can't quite put my finger on why. So I think whenever I feel nervous about doing something, everything that I need to do, everything on the to-do list gets put on the back burner and I do my level best to procrastinate as much as possible as if that will somehow ease the task at hand or... I don't know, maybe I can console myself for not doing the task at hand. I don't know. Whatever it is that I keep doing, it's not working. So this is my recorded attempt to work against it. Anyway, this episode, just a lot of thoughts and then me playing some music. I am now starting to accept that I probably won't get to go to see LCD Sound System at all points east and interview James Murphy. That was very much a bit of a pipe dream. There's still seven days, but I'm really not holding my breath. I will still get a ticket, though, because me and my boy Ben Heath are going to tear it up like it's 2008. Today's music, it's up on my SoundCloud, but it's currently buried by episodes of this podcast. But this will be episode 55. I mean, setting out to do this, I always intended to keep doing it, but the fact I'm actually at episode 55 is still a bit of a, hey, way to go you. Long may it continue, knock on wood. So this song is part of the Midnight series. When people ask me the kind of music I make, I always go for Block Party, Interpol. In fact, on that Hatchy episode again, talking to Remy later on after I'd recorded, he asked what kind of music I make. And I said, do you know Block Party? He said, no. I said, do you know Interpol? He said, no. I said, do you know Joy Division? He said, yes. I said, okay, there, there we go. <laughs> That's a start. It's basically punk rock, post-punk rock that you can dance to, and I have a deep voice. And he's like, oh, okay, that that I get. So this is very much in that wheelhouse. I just tried a quick 90-second attempt at this, and it sounded bearable. So here goes. We've got my computer speakers. To your right, to my right, so maybe to your left, I don't know. And we've got my guitar on the other side. then my voice will be here. So, here goes. Shadows cast on the ceiling 
huddled round a glowing screen. It's been months since the feeling. You have what someone needs. We have ways and means. Try today. We have ways and means to make you pay. We have ways and means. Try today. We have ways and means to make you pay. An alarm in the distance. Hear the sound ricochet. A thought forms, then it splinters. Nothing you can't complain. We have ways and means. Try today. We have ways and means to make you pay. We have ways and means. Try today. We have ways and means to make you pay. I hope that sounded good because I've done all of this in one take. Thank you for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care.